This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Seems like just the right song, restoring our souls. They're going to have a conversation with Liz Campbell. She's the author of The Choice, which I believe they're looking at making into a movie. And uh, she and her husband have a ministry, and their passion is to join Jew and Gentile and help to find common ground through God's festivals. She's affectionately known as Mrs. Festivals, and here she is. Hello, Mrs. Festivals. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Patrick. <laughs> Oh, my word. <laughs> uh, we love it. Morning. Uh, morning, Liz. Yeah. So, Liz, you know, we've got uh, just this weekend, and then we're into Holy Week, and then it's the yes. Easter weekend. It feels like it creeps up on us and jumps out and gives us a fright, and here we are. And yes. uh, we're excited by it, and oftentimes we get caught up in all of those darn chocolate eggs that they put everywhere in the supermarket, <laughs> and we forget the real reason for this season. So I'm grateful that we're speaking to you this morning, but there's another side of the coin is, we're talking a lot about Passover, and a lot of Christian people kind of scratch their heads and say, okay, I'm a Jesus-following Christian. Why are you bringing up this Passover business? I'm not Jewish, and this isn't Old Testament times. So we're so grateful we've got you this morning just to just chat around all of these things. Yes. Wow, Brad. Have you got two hours? <laughs> <laughs> we'll make time for you. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to crunch this into like a miracle time of a few minutes. But yes, you know, um, Brad, we forget that our roots are Hebraic. Mm. And um, everything that Jesus came to do was to fulfill the law. Yeah. He didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, you know. And so we hear that lovely saying that in the Torah and the prophets, that is where the revelation is concealed about mm. Jesus. But in the New the, the the second covenant, the New Testament, he is revealed. Yes. And so it's concealed, and now it's been revealed in the second covenant. So it's just wonderful to mine out the, 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 the bedrock of our faith. And I think that's where our church forefathers, um, going right back to, you know, 325 years after Jesus' death, mm. where the church started sort of introducing... Um, uh, pagan, to put it bluntly, yeah. um, traditions. And the, the traditions of man started because there was an anti Semitic sentiment then, uh-huh. back then, you know, that Jesus was killed by the Jews and, you know, they were like done and dusted now and the church basically went, the gospel went to the, to the Gentiles. Mm. And so we lost our roots there after, for 2,000 years. We've been, you know, toying with, as Jesus says, the leaven of the Pharisee and the scribes, you know, and that goes for both sides of God's family. Where if you think of Judaism and Christianity, there's a lot in our religious systems that have um, smacked with with man-made rules and regulations, Mm. put it that way. And, you know, now we're coming into a season where truth is truth, and we need to get rid of the leaven, get rid of the paganism, and come back to our our foundation, the ancient paths. And there, Jesus sits left. He is the Passover lamb, you know? So where our Christian forefathers started celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, they sort of made very light of these, yeah, we, we obviously in the Christian system and um, religious ways, you have, you know, Palm Sunday and the whole workup, 
with the Anglican Church, you know, re- you're recognizing that this is a time of him going to the cross for our sins. So they, we, we do that, but when you get the, the Hebraic, the, the deeper Hebraic um, feast, Mm. that Jesus came to fulfill, you know, he was the Passover lamb. Yes. He was the unleavened bread. It is our communion. This is what he had with these, his um, disciples at the Last Supper. That's right. Obviously, their homes would have been all cleansed from the leaven because in the Torah, it states very clearly that the Jewish folk, the Israelites, had to get rid of all the leaven in their houses. It was a symbol of cleansing our hearts, you know, uh-huh. cleansing our homes from... Yeah, so it's so beautiful because he ended up fulfilling the first um, three festivals, Passover, Unleavened Bread, and First Fruits with his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So awesome, awesome fulfillment of those first three feasts in that um, our gospel stores. And then, of course, we know how he lingered on earth for another 40 days to to prove that he'd resurrected mm. and he healed those beautiful stories in the gospel of when he arrived, you know, like rocked up with the guys of <laughs> Timaeus. Yeah. But then just before he, he, he ascended 40 days and then 10 days before the next feast of God's, which was the Feast of Weeks, which mm. we call Pentecost, he told his disciples to go to Jerusalem to, you know, celebrate that feast, which is the receiving of the Torah. You know, because once the whole story of the Exodus is the, the, the part of the story is mm. when the Jewish people's story really began when they were in slavery in, Israel, in Egypt. Yeah. So we juxtapose the, the Jewish people's history. They go through it physically and spiritually when they become, you know, um, filled with the Holy Spirit um, on mass in the future. It's, it's this history Plus, it will be their spiritual journey. For us, it's our spiritual journey. When we look at the Jew, they, what they go through physically, we go through spiritually. Because when we come to faith and we accept, accept the, the beautiful blood of Jesus as our atonement, he, and mm. put the blood on the doorpost of our hearts, we, that's our Passover, out of bondage, out of our Egypt, which is a simile of our, our sin. And then we go, and then obviously... We then get filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Yes. That's the whole next point, is you give your life to the Lord, and then it's the infilling of the Holy Spirit that takes us further. So that whole gospel story is beautifully fulfilled in Jesus' first coming as the Lamb of God. So where these Easter eggs and bunnies come from, exit me, other than from, <laughs> you know, our forefathers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that brings us to this yeah. point then, Liz. I mean, you, this is the way you're expressing this to us this morning is, is beautiful. But then we come to the Passover, right? And now you're saying, okay, mm. so this was celebrated by the Jewish people, and that was was happening there even just before Jesus' crucifixion. And we can hear it when you know they would go and find the upper room. It's time to prepare for the Passover, mm. and we read that even just before Jesus' crucifixion, they had to take his body down off the cross, you know, because it was mm. the time mm. of the Passover. So that's right. So we 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 attach this. This is very much part of Jewish tradition and Jewish heritage. And here we are as the Gentiles, mm. as it were. And yeah. we've got our own way of doing things in our Christian traditions. Then you hear a lot yeah. of Christian people saying they're celebrating the Passover. Then it becomes confusing to people. They're saying, should we do it? Are we supposed to do it? But we are not Jewish, so can we choose to do it? Do we have yeah. to join a Jewish yeah. group to go and do it? Is it okay yeah. if we do it? What does the Bible tell us about yeah. doing it? So we kind of feel like we're lost in that area. Mm, you know, well, Brad, this is a huge thing. And... um you know, it's not about us becoming Jews. That's never, ever been the, the, the 
purpose behind this. Mm. As Gentiles, when we come to faith in Jesus, he is we've got to understand when God sent his son to the world, he sent them to the to the Jew. He was brought up as a, an Israelite, as, yes. a, as a Jew. And um, all that he had to fulfill was given to the Jews by God in Exodus, uh, in Leviticus, we get the laws and the feasts of God. Mm. They are God's appointed times and seasons. So when Jesus came, he was coming to fulfill those feasts because it's his testimony. Yeah. These feasts are his testimony, which unfortunately the church forefathers, because of that anti-Semitic sentiment, they threw the baby out of the bathwater and they had nothing to do with these feasts, forgetting that it is the very prophecy of Jesus' life that he was coming first as the Lamb of God, he came as the suffering servant, and the second time he comes, he'll come as Messiah to rule and reign. So that's why the Jews got so confused, because they were waiting for Jesus to overthrow the Roman um, rulers of the day that yes. was oppressing them. You know, they were brutal there. And uh, they were saying to Jesus, if you're Messiah, come, take your kingdom. When are you going to come and deliver us? And they didn't realize that he had to come and lay his lifetime. So when he actually died on the cross, his disciples were devastated. I mm. mean, they were like all these people following him, and then all of a sudden he's gone. And then we hear the beautiful story of when Jesus rose from the dead and Mary went to visit the grave, and she's yes. Mary. Anyway, the whole thing, these feasts are his, his, his um, story. So when we come back to these ancient paths, they're not, it's not us becoming Jews. Yeah. We're aligning ourselves with God's protocol, with His kingdom ways, because you know, Brad, when he, Jesus comes back to rule and reign from Jerusalem, these feasts are eternal. Yeah. He says these hmm. are eternal. They are going to carry on, just like any kingdom. Queen Elizabeth has protocols. Queen of Holland, any queen or king of any huge empire or dynasty, have protocol. And when you go and visit, say, some king of Persia, you've got to get told what to do, how you can do it, what you can't do. You it. can't just go and visit the king. You know what I mean? So it's the same with our God. He is king of the universe and he has protocols. And we are coming back. Thousands and thousands of Christians are coming back to these ancient paths and realizing that we've been robbed. It's, it's like this. For 2,000 years, we've been beautifully born again, spirit filled, mm. but there's so many puzzle pieces missing, Brad. Mm. And that's what people are saying, oh my God, now we know where we fit in. We get adopted into the house of Israel. We become spiritual Israelites. That's why the Jews are our family. Okay. They are our family. Huh? I th I'm, I'm, there's like the pennies dropping here. I think for a lot of people there's a little light bulb yeah. moment now. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> God willing. And I know there's a few truth bombs that could blow a few apart, but you know, truth in its first appearance sometimes can be confusing and negative, mm. but once embraced and dug out, it brings life. And you know, it's it's a it's not taught, it's caught. Mm. It's a, a teaching that the Holy Spirit brings into people's hearts. Where you get these little old ladies in the middle of the Karoo who never really ha have this regular maybe church going. They love the Lord. They are getting revelations about having to keep God's feast. Yes. These are God's feasts. They are not the Jewish people's festivals. They are God's, and they were the custodians of these ways. And you know, a lot of Jews. They keep these festivals beautifully without maybe the fullness 
mm-hmm. you know, of it because they haven't had a revelation yet of who Jesus is. For our sake, just have to go and read Romans 9, 10, and 11, where Paul was desperate for his people. And he said, but I'd rather find myself cut off that they may be saved, you know, mm-hmm. but it's, it, their blindness has, is for our sake, that the number of Gentiles can come in and then God will revisit his people and open their eyes and and he will take off his Gentile garb, as it were, for the 2,000 years, you know, and he will put back, put himself back into his Hebraic narrative for them to see who he is, just like Joseph in the Bible. His brothers, after they came, you know, back to Egypt, they thought Joseph was an Egyptian ruler. Well, he was. He became, his identity was completely Gentilized because he became, like, the second in charge of Egypt saving the world at that time from the famine after his dream of painting and famine. And he had to actually put his servants out. It's a type and shadow of what Jesus is going to do with the Jewish folk. He has been absolutely hidden from them, blinded by God himself so that we may receive our salvation. But now, like the Joseph story, he is going to say, put his servants out and reveal himself to his brothers and say, it is me, it is Joseph who you sold into mm-hmm. slavery. And they were devastated. And, and they said, what can we do? How can we forgive, forgive us? He said, no, what do you mean for my harm? God is turned for the salvation of me. And it is exactly the same with Yeshua, Jesus. He is coming to, to, to reveal himself to his Jewish family. And for 2,000 years, the Gentiles have basically... Um, being like robbed of these beautiful paths that mm. actually sustain our walk with God because they are appointments with our God every year. they cycles of righteousness onwards and upwards. So it's not just summer festivals, mm-hmm. ah, yeah, let's go and visit, you know, and celebrate paths. It is a reminder, every festival. You know, Brad, it yes. is frightening, and I would love to challenge any theologian out there listening there is no other time that God called his people into his presence other than three times a year, three pilgrim festivals, and that was Passover, first um, uh, the, the giving of the Torah, Pentecost, and then Tabernacles. They were the three festivals when the temple was resurrected, was there in its fullness in Jerusalem. Now that the temple has been destroyed, we know that we become his temple. The Holy Spirit is in us. We are his temple. So we don't have a need to go to Jerusalem anymore as the Holy Ghost because we become his, his dwelling place, right? Through the infilling of the Holy Spirit. So now, when, now that we, his body is coming together, Jew and Gentile, it's one of the last unions that will totally shred the enemy because it is this unity that will bring this, the coming of Yeshua because he cannot come until the Jew says, blessed are you, O Lord God, who comes in the name of the Lord. He, he's waiting for his Jewish folk to find out, to, to discover that, rediscover him because he's become a Gentile Jesus for them, you know, one that hangs on crosses in churches. That is desecrating the second commandment for most Jews. You do not make a graven image of yeah. any person, you know, because it, there, there comes the idolatry. People can start idolatry. I'm going to quickly jump in here. We're running out of time, Liz, yes, and I can hear yes, this is a yes. conversation that is worth uh, having over a much longer time. But for people who are saying, okay, um, you're talking about the Passover. We've never done it before. We'd like to try yes. it. 
We're still trying to figure it all out. And you would say, okay, why don't you come? We're going to have a Passover meal. Come and join us. Tell us about this Passover meal very briefly. If you can fit it into like a minute, that would be awesome. Yes. Well, we, you know, being with the festival, <laughs> we're having a, a celebration this coming Saturday. Not this coming, so the following the 16th. Yes. It's a Saturday evening. It will be the second night of Passover um, at Skoongezicht in, in Brackenfall. Yes. Beautiful restaurant there. And um, we are going to be meeting together. We've got about 20 places left that if anybody would love to come and celebrate and learn how Jesus fits bang into the so-called Jewish people says they are the testimony of Jesus so they're welcome to to call me and I can um, reserve them some places it's only 180 rand a ticket and that is a lovely meal included and just wonderful teaching and fellowship so they're more than welcome to phone me and um, come yes please um, can you sh- can you share your details so that people can get in touch with you yes. I know I'm going to be there with uh, my family and uh, yes. the whole breakfast team is going to be represented there. We can't wait to come and celebrate with you on the 16th. So we'd love to see uh, our listeners come on 20 spots. We can have those 20 spots filled by lunchtime today. So come on, everyone, the 16th of yes. April. Give us that number to call, Liz. <laughs> it's 082 mm-hmm. So there you go. That's 082. Would you like me to repeat? Yes, I'll run it through here. I got it. I wrote it down here. So it's 082 and that's Liz Campbell that you'll be contacting and uh, you can join us on the 16th of April that's uh, that's Easter Saturday I guess that's the best way to explain it um, from 6.30pm yes. to 930 that's at Skoongezicht right. in Brackenfell Liz that's all we've got time for this morning thank you so much we definitely want to hear more of what you've uh, explained to us this morning we'd love to hear more of that when you share um, on next Saturday the 16th so make sure to come and join us all we'll all be there together with Liz and you can uh, come and meet Liz and us we look forward to it and come and hear a very important message Liz thanks for your time today we appreciate it a lot thanks for your expertise and your passion and we'll chat again soon wonderful thank you Brad God bless you this insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. please visit kpulpit.co.za